When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity Radio on a holiday Monday. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. I have gotten an update from the, uh, the swimming hole, Elijah. So Mama Bunny is at the swimming pool with Katie and Dora and uh, Junior and, and his little friend is there. And apparently my wife has been sunburned. I'm not quite sure if it's Police Academy 4 sunburnt, but there will be no back rubs tonight, apparently. Mm. Mm, you, sound mm. just, <laughs> you sound absolutely sad about that. Heartbroken. Don't look at me. I'm burnt. Here's some aloe, sweetie. I'm st- I, the, the thing is, is like, I'm just still... Like, You're mad at me that we're here. No, I'm not mad at you that we're here. I'm mad at myself for how my fantasy draft went last night. You know, I, th- I felt good about which, my which team. Which was what? 17 pitchers? No, fantasy football. No, 17 pitchers of beer. Oh, no, we only made it through five. Okay. Um. Well, and then a couple of 30 racks. Yeah, it was a long night. And it was one of those nights, you know, where, yeah. You're shaking it off today. Yeah, well, well, I felt good about my team last night. And then I woke up this morning and checked my team. and went, Absolutely hate my team. Here's my 150. <laughs> uh, I'll see you next year. I'm, I'm already done. Who's with us? Gary's on the line. Gary, thanks for hanging in. Go ahead. You bet. Three uh, real quick things. First of all, I'm a total supporter of the coach and the staffing, so I'm just going to cover that. But mm. three things. Number one, you never leave three points on the field. That field goal that we chose not to kick, bad decision. Coaching, number one. Uh, coaching, number two. You got a, a tendency with a quarterback of throwing picks. After he threw the first one, you got to adjust the damn uh, process for, for that young man to throw things that he can make nut into traffic. We didn't do a coaching decision. Number three, every defensive coordinator in the world is going to have somebody looking at tendencies of everybody that carries the ball. Who do we give the ball to? We give the ball to one that has a tendency to fumble the ball in a critical, the last critical time of the game. Coaching mistake number three. Those are my points. Thank you. Gary, appreciate it. And I think Rule was asked about decision decisions from a from a personnel standpoint and, and I know that it's up to Barthel and I think there's communication with Barthel and and Satterfield with who's in the game when. And my my question is this with what your play calls are. You're calling what you've repped, you've calling what your guy does well, okay, and you're going with what your eyes told you in live action during a scrimmage. Now, scrimmage versus Minnesota is two different things, specifically with an all-Big Ten safety back there. But no, I mean, you're not wrong, Gary. Your points, it came down to some coaching decisions. Now, to flip it around, uh, if, if, again, if, 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 there's going to be a game where Grant's in that he's going to bust a run. So do you not have him in there because you're worried about the fumble? You could. I, I, you could live that way. But, again, Nebraska was trying for a knockout shot, and it didn't work. And 
they got knocked out by by two turnovers. You know what? It's going to be so easy to to look at Sims and just say he is what he is. And and history does predict that, right? What's your future performance look like? Well, what's your past revealed? People can change, and you can change as a quarterback. How much? You just need a little bit more of a change. You still need the athleticism. You still need the arm strength. You still need some durability. You still need his legs in this offense, Elijah. But you just need either to simplify or just he needs to just, as a, as a guy who's played quarterback for four years, make better decisions. And uh, you just, if you're a Nebraska fan, you hope that happens on Saturday. Well, well in just a... Uh a rebuttal to a couple of those points. First off, I don't think we see Jeff Sims throw it over the middle of the field as much next Saturday. Something Gary said in our Saturday morning show, Gary Sharp, that is, was roll him out, kind of give him that high-low look where you can get a tight end out in the flat, get Marcus Washington on a uh, on a flag route, kind of get yourself some looks that way, and hey, if neither of them are there, Jeff Sims, you can use your legs. I think we're probably going to see some more of that. I think we're going to see some more rhythm throws out to the flat. How about getting in rhythm? So, Got to have the ball to get in. That's rhythm. what I'm saying. Getting, getting Ramir Johnson out in the flat and let Jeff Sims get into some rhythm first and foremost before you're asking him to make all these throws from the pocket where there's a three-man rush beating down on him. Like, I don't think you just said that out loud. A three-man rush beating down on him. I mean, that's what it was. No, I know, but it's a three-man rush chasing him all over. Get him rolling. Give me a run-pass option every yes. pass play. Yeah, and allow him to build some confidence that way. Uh, another thing I want to say is there's been so much made of that decision-making before the end of the half. Matt Rule didn't do anything wrong. I don't understand where the venom comes from a Husker Nation. There's 11 seconds on the clock. You don't have any timeouts, so what's the play call? You throw it into the end zone because if it's an away, incompletion. You throw it to your guy. Yeah, and if it's an incompletion, you still have time left to kick the field goal. Matt Rule didn't say, hey, I don't want the three points. I'm going for the touchdown. He wanted to go for the touchdown before he went for the three points, and it's unfortunate that Jeff Sims threw a pick. I don't think Matt Rule thought he was going to throw a pick there. I don't think anyone in Nebraska thought he was going to throw a pick there, but he does, and then people come back and say, well, you should have taken the three points. If Matt Rule takes the three points with 11 seconds on the clock, that is the biggest coaching blunder in, in Nebraska football history. It makes no sense whatsoever. Like, that has been something that I saw a whole bunch this weekend that I never quite got where people are coming from. Like, there's 11 seconds on the clock. You have time to run two plays. He was going to go for the end zone on play one, and then he was going to kick the field goal on play two. He didn't say, I don't want the three points. So, that that aside, and then the third point with Anthony Grant, I don't wouldn't be surprised if we saw less of him. I liked what I saw from Ramir on Thursday. Liked what I saw from Gabe Irvin on Thursday. Anthony Grant showed you what he was through fall camp and now through game one. I don't think he's going to be off the field completely. I do think we probably get some more limited touches for Anthony Grant, and I bet there's going to be some ball control drills at practice as well. Um, and hey, whenever you're in the game, you better have two things on, two hands on that at all times. So those, Absol- those are my, my rebuttals to those three points. Abs- no, absolutely uh, agree with what you're saying. Nebraska just got to flat out Take care of the football, be better, and uh, find some something they're great at. Offensive line-wise, before we move on and get some rule commentary, I think they can go in and go heavy and just hammer away. I think the idea of rolling out or some sort of play action with the underneath game, like you did with Harburg, could you wear that out? All day Saturday with Fedoni, with Harburg, with with one of your tight ends or, or fullbacks. TCU ran it against Colorado with a lot of success. Yeah. I'm not sure if anyone saw that, where it's the, the 
the it's the H back that just kind of slips it, away it, underneath. It's the inside zone look. The H back coming across, trying to to kick out the defensive end, and you run right past the defensive end. TC ran that a couple times against Colorado for good success. I think we see that again. They also ran it out to the to the flats well with the the running back swing. I think that's why we see that a little bit more from Ramir this week. As Are well. you worried about the receiving core? IGC's done. You've got Kemp that, that didn't have a grab. Uh, Washington's back. That'll be good. And and you have Lloyd and, and Malachi that are two guys that can get deep, along with Tommy Hill playing both ways. You're, you're going to have Jeff Sims, who's a good deep ball guy, off a play action that's going to need to hit a couple of those. And uh, they, they did not connect at all last Thursday, but that's got to it's got to be a different uh, outcome for Nebraska. Let's hear well, a little go quickly. Ahead. You, you just asked, are you concerned about the wide receiver core? Upon my rewatching of Thursday night's game, I was more concerned with the lack of utilization of the tight ends. That was more concerning to me because you came into this game knowing that you weren't perfect in the wide receiver room. You weren't as you got other there, options as talented there, but we've heard a whole bunch this fall about the tight ends and using two tight end sets and Fedoni's look good and Borkatur's look good. And they didn't get him involved in the offense on Thursday. I'm more concerned about that because people will talk about Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman all they want. I'm not convinced those guys are ready for high level college football. I think if they were ready, you would have seen them on the field more than you did on Thursday night. You had the one play from Lloyd and uh, I can't remember Coleman getting the ball at all on Thursday night. I think you would have used those guys because it was no secret coming into this game based on the talent Nebraska had in that wide receiver room and how thin it was. Like Joel Cloud even talked about it. That was part of his game preview. People knew how thin Nebraska was at wide receiver. If those guys were going to get involved early in the off, or early in the season and if they were going to be more involved next week, I think they would have been more involved against Minnesota. So the concern is there from me. I think you can use the tight ends a little bit more. You've heard so much about them. At least that's the hope. If not, you better have a damn good rushing attack. And I did like what I saw from the offensive line running the football, at least on Thursday night. They, yeah. got, they got a good push. No, they, they were able to, to hammer away. Uh, here is Coach Rule from earlier today on Jeff Sims and, and his response this week against Colorado. Yeah, when I left last night, he was in there watching tape. So, um, you know, he's, uh, he's not the first quarterback that's ever thrown three interceptions you know he um he'll uh you know the great ones bounce back from it and even better so um, i think you find out about people when they go through a little bit of adversity so obviously he had not been trending that way you know got in the game made some made some plays that if he could take back he would but he can't so we'll just uh we'll just be there for him as he gets better this week so that's a, a good response from coach rule how do you respond to adversity? And listen, it, it, we've talked about the outlook for Nebraska fans right now swaying after a tough loss, and then you couple that with Colorado's wild performance and the, I don't want to say support, but just the positivity, the outlook has shifted a bit, uh, much like the Vegas line is Dion and company favored by one and a half. Nebraska was eight and a half going in. Mike checks in. I guess I'm different than most of our fans. I saw way, 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 way more positive thing Thursday than negative. Uh, That's fair. And, And football guys talk about turnovers a ton. It's boring, but it's so true, Elijah, that that is your difference maker. That is your equalizer. That is your killer. Uh, more from Mike as his post was a little lengthy and we appreciate his input. Thought both lines played decent. Defense was flying around, seemed way more physical 
than in past years, uh, penalties uh, and turnovers, of course. But I think Nebraska physically can go in Saturday and and beat up Colorado a little bit on both lines. That's got to be the game plan, and I think it'll be the game plan. But that's that's how you get out of Boulder with a win. Well, the, the best way to, to to limit the playmaking of Colorado's offense can is to watch. keep them off the field. They can watch. Keep them in investigating what type of wood that Colorado uses on their benches on the sideline. Like that, that's what your offense, the offense of Colorado, should be doing. Instead of can Nebraska get that done? I mean, Minnesota's a team that's been very, very good at ball control for the past four or five seasons, and Nebraska pretty much. I know you're about a minute shy of them, but like if you don't have those turnovers, it looked at the end, awful early. I mean, if, if you don't have those, well. if you don't have those turnovers at the end, you take the time of possession against Minnesota, which is very, very hard to do. And I know it's hard to say if you mm-hmm. don't have those turnovers because those are the story of the game. But I think you have potential based on Colorado's offense as well to go win time of possession, go get it above 35 minutes, maybe even hope for 40. That should be your game plan. You can limit Colorado to, to seven, eight possessions, especially with the new rules of college football. If you can do that, seven, eight possessions from Colorado you have a great chance at winning that football game because Colorado, despite how good they looked on Saturday, it's still a first-year coach and still guys that are gelling together. They're going to make mistakes. It's a depth thing for me. Can they handle getting pounded away at for four quarters? Mm. And they, their equalizer is the two-play drive for 80 yards. More from Coach Rule. Uh, we'll hear from Coach Prime. Great to be with you on Hale Varsity. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point at you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, Hail Varsity, on a holiday Monday. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're presented by Currency. Charlie McBride, 25 minutes away. Jay Moore follows in hour two, 489 You have maybe shifted away from Minnesota. That took a long time to process. Another heartbreaker, but uh, it's really about opportunity uh, for Nebraska and, quite honestly, Colorado. Uh, the week of opportunity. Are you for real or a one-hit wonder if you're Colorado? If you're Nebraska, can you fix some of your issues? Because there was a lot of good and different against Minnesota, but it wasn't good enough because you didn't get out of and, Dodge without a win. And I think one of the things, though, that Husker fans can at least be hopeful about is we've seen Nebraska with the the the, the higher-powered offense, the, the speed threats, you know what, the offensive line's not a priority. We have seen how much they struggled with the physical brand of Big Ten football that they had to face week in, week out over the past couple of years. We don't know how Colorado is going to respond to that. And I'm not saying that they're going to respond. They could like respond Scott fine. They could respond fine. But we have seen that over a couple of years now of, hey, whenever you have a team that plays ball control and plays physically and, and really wears on you as a game goes on, Nebraska, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, was more apt to make mistakes. They looked physically beat. They looked mentally tired at times. And, and we haven't seen how Colorado is going to respond to that. If there's reason for hope moving forward, it's TCU was not that. TCU's defense... Soft as Charmin. Like, I didn't see those guys flying around hitting. They're Clearly off- different than a year ago. Yes. Their offense, very, very different from what Nebraska wants to bring. I mean, TCU's coming out in shotgun just about every single play. It's not the downhill running. It's a lot of zone. You have zone blocking from your Why offensive Why would you go line. away from the run game? Oh, that's right. You want to throw the ball, Sonny. Right? Because you're averaging about seven to carry against the Buffs. I don't know if Nebraska's offensive line is... <laughs> 
Stein cooler era <laughs> or pipeline good. I don't believe so. But even so, maybe a hammer away. Brennan is passing the uh, passing the collection plate around. We don't need to do this again. I feel dirty if someone chips in money to hear us. That's awesome, Brennan. Thank you so much for that. But, I mean, you, you talk about. I mean, Nebraska ran for damn near five yards per rush against Minnesota, who I think is probably a stingier rushing defense than what Colorado has. And I'm not saying that Nebraska is going to go seven plus yards per carry. That's hard to do, especially whenever Colorado is probably going to know how much you're going to run the football. But that's a that's a major improvement based on what Nebraska has been. You'll get almost five yards per carry against that Minnesota team. You can go in and Nebraska wanted to go in and try and trade blows and punish Minnesota. You can still do that Saturday in Boulder and and make that your priority and game plan. You may not win, but at least you know that they'll be in a fight. Nebraska's <clears throat> got to win this Saturday. Well, and, and if I honestly, they, they got to they got to get out of Dodge in Boulder with a win, not just from a, a psyche standpoint this early in the year, but also for the uh, the trek for six at minimum. It, it it gets it gets difficult, more difficult, if you're if you're zero and two. And and I thought a, a lot of Nebraska fans said one and one after Nebraska v Minnesota, one and one versus Nebraska v CU, and a lot of you didn't have Nebraska beating Minnesota anyway. That's fine, but I think the 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 wrench into this is how good and explosive Colorado's looked after one game. Mm-hmm. and just what, what they've been able to come together with. Let's hear from Coach Rule specifically about that Colorado win. How much weight are you putting in just one performance by the Buffs? Well, they have really good coaches, okay? So I think you go back and look at their coordinators, okay? You go back and look at Sean Lewis at Kent State. Sean's, uh, I consider him a friend. Um, he's an excellent coach. He comes out of the Art Bryles, Dino Babers tree, so you know you're going to get the ball run from B-gap to B-gap. You know that they're going to attack you on the perimeter. You know they're going to take 10 deep ball shots a game. They have the guys that can go down the field and go up, and their ball skills are elite. They've got the quarterback who can make those throws. So uh, it's really a perfect storm, perfect hire, you know, that offense, style of offense with that skill set of guys that they have, plus the altitude and tempo in Boulder, right? So it's, it's really well thought out on defense. Um, Obviously, Coach Kelly, you know, comes from the Saban tree. You know, you're watching Florida State film. You're watching. So you can't look at everything just what they did, you know, last week because obviously they were facing a unique offense in TCU. Um, It's like two different worlds of what we played against last week compared to what they're doing. So, um, but we're studying everything, right? You know, obviously they have a lot of new players that we're watching, um, you know, but we have new players. You know, they're seeing our guys for the first time too. So um, a lot of work's been done in the summer. A lot of work's being done right now. So Rule was asked about Coach Prime and the surprise factor, because that's part of this week-long, you know, pay-your-respect procession for Dion. Not that, they, not that they covered, but that they won outright and how they did it. There was a lot of flash and a lot of wow to it and some incredible performances by guys making their debut at that level of college football. Here's Coach Rule on Coach Prime, and he's not surprised at all that CU came out like they did. No, no. Um, Coach Sanders is a football guy, and so while while you can watch all these 
peripheral thing like where, you, where you can see like you know they, they show their practices you, you can watch all the stuff on TV at the end of the day like when's he ever not been serious about football you know he's been a head coach now he's won both places so um, they've got elite players elite skill players and elite players up and down the, the front um, they've got a great anytime you have a great quarterback you're going to have a chance to win so I wasn't surprised at all what, what do you mean football guy I mean, what goes into that he's won everything he's won in everything he's done in football he's won as a player he's won as a coach so I think everyone, everyone maybe thinks like outside, not me. Everyone else thinks like, well, this is this is all a show, and that, he's he's the most serious person about football. Like his poster was on people's walls for a reason as a player, because he's one of the hardest practicing, hardest playing people that's ever played the game, right? So um, why would we think that his team wouldn't be the same? You know, CJ uh, CJ White on our staff was a strength coach for him. He told us like early on, like let me tell you how they're going to practice. Let me tell you what they're going to do. So the utmost respect for Coach Sanders. Like when he was. Um, when he was the head coach, of, head coach of Trinity Christian, I recruited Quaylen Jones out of there. He's a football guy. Like he's like all the other stuff, the commercials and all those things. Those are extra things you get to do when you're elite at football. But um, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. You know, I mean, I think everything he's ever done in football, he's been successful at, and so he's being successful here already. You got the personality and persona versus the on-field production, and he's a throwback man. He is intense. His toughness requirement is probably up there with some of the, the coaching greats. He's just not been doing it that long. You see him do the Aflac commercial with him and Saban. He brings that damn Buffalo into the uh, the meeting room. <laughs> but they're, uh, they're ahead of schedule. Uh, Nebraska right now, it would have been nice to be 1-0. You're not. And what do you do about it? What do you do about it here by Saturday against uh, Colorado. What do you do with your backs up against a wall? That's kind of the, the talking point. Well, and, and see, we'll hear from, from Coach Rule here in a moment because he was asked about the incremental build, right? And that's how he is. This is a big-picture, long-term thing. And I think part of the problem that you're frustrated with if you're a Nebraska fan is, man, you had it, and you could have been in the same spot uh, ahead of schedule after one game. Uh, and it, it may just take a little longer, but you're looking at Colorado. Hell, they're being championed already. We'll wind down our one. Hail Varsity presented by Currency. And now. And now. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time this hour. The Black Shirt Hours next on Hail Varsity Radio. Charlie McBride, Jay Moore. Stick for that. If you're traveling back, thanks for streaming us on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. And take more of your calls here coming up. Coach Prime, though, uh, feeling it a little bit after the win against TCU Saturday. Which cut is that? Uh, pick one. These, these young men in there right now, they believe. Not all of them believed before, but right now. They came up one by one, twos by twos. Coach, we believe. Now they believe. Now Boulder believes. People in the front office, people people in the building, the fans, the students. Now everybody want to believe. I'm good with that. We got room. <laughs> A little bit more from Prime. Uh, and uh, this might have been the interaction with uh, a member of the press. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh no, 
Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. Down. I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was classic. <laughs> That's good. And final thought here from Prime. Uh, this was right on the field uh, immediately after the uh, the upset win against number 17 TCU. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful right now. My son, man. My pop right here. My son, my other son. Man, I'm loving these kids. Everybody, Buff Nation who supported us in all the hood that had my back. I thank y'all. God, this is good. Woo! I don't know how many snaps he played, but we're going to put a hot tub on the plane for him to make sure he's straight. Next week, Folsom Field, what is your message to the fans of what we can expect from Colorado? We told you we're coming. We told you we're coming. You thought we were joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. Ooh, God is good. Travis Hutter, as long as the hot tub's from Deb the Spa Lady, I don't disagree with that. But well, you hear it's it. all prime, baby, and his presser tomorrow going to be must-see TV. Well, you hear what Coach Prime said at halftime of that Colorado TCU game where uh, Travis Hunter, was, they asked him about him, and he said, like, well, well, he's him. We, we, missed him. <laughs> we, we missed him twice on the deep ball. We would hit those. That Heisman would be chilling in his crib right now waiting for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. He is him. That's pretty good. And, and to be That's fair. a big freak-out factor, though. Dion got the skill guys, Elijah. They got it distributed to. They can run it as well. And Sanders at quarterback. I mean, the, the, the throws he's making are incredible, and he's not sitting back there, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. It's out of his hand mm-hmm. and just short and quick. So whatever their offensive line truly is or isn't, they've made adjustments for it, at least through one game against TCU. And if Dink and Dunk is going to be the, the way of their offense, then try to hit a big play. I mean, kind of reminds you what Scott Frost did at Nebraska. Dink and Dunk you, Dink and Dunk you, and then on the, the – the drives where you're going to get points, you got to have that one big play. Nebraska's key defensively, to me, is going to be whenever you have an opportunity, when they get behind the, the sticks, down a distance, that you get them into the second and long or third and long, you have to take advantage and get off the field. Nebraska didn't do that perfectly against Minnesota on Thursday night. They have to against Colorado. They're going to dink and dunk you. They're going to pick up their yards. Whenever you get a chance to get them behind the sticks and Sanders is going to be on a five-step drop, Get some pressure on him. Get yourself off the field. Probably get some pressure with four so you can keep seven in the back end, too. There's Got to tackle in space and deal with their speed. Todd emails mm-hmm. in. Colorado doesn't have to play anywhere near as good as they did against TCU, and they beat us. Must be nice to have two to three Trey Palmers. Todd, appreciate you listening. Charlie McBride next hour, two on the way.